Hey, good evening to you on a Saturday throughout the state of Indiana. My name is Jake Query, and this is Indiana Sports Talk on Network Indiana. Now, typically, I am doing Sports Talk Radio throughout the course of the week on 93.5-1075 The Fan on an afternoon show from noon until 3 called Query and Company. And when I am doing so, we like to refer to our radio show as a company itself. Jimmy Cook, my co-host, would be the president of the company in this fictional company that we have. And the CEO, the guy that runs the board for us, mans the ship tonight, taking a look at all of the sports activity that is taking place throughout the state of Indiana. And I'm talking about Eddie Garrison. Eddie, good evening to you. Good evening, Jake. It's a pleasure to be with you for the sixth day of the work week. A lot of college basketball, a lot of high school basketball, NFL playoffs going on. Earlier today, the Purdue Boilermakers picked up a 14-point win on the road at Iowa against the Hawkeyes. 84-70, the final score. Zach Eady once again dominates. 30 points, 18 rebounds, and 4 blocks. Purdue now 17-2 on the season, 6-2 in the Big Ten. And Maction, the Ball State Cardinals at home fall to the Miami, Ohio Redhawks, 87-80 in overtime. Michael Lewis's team is struggling. They are only 1-5 in conference play. They are now 9-9 overall in the season. And in Big East action, the Butler Bulldogs, they pick up a 74-60 win at home over the DePaul Blue Demons. In college or in high school basketball today, Bar Reeve picks up a win. This is boys basketball over North Davies, 39-26. Bedford North Lawrence, 55. Edgewood, 43. Belmont defeats Huntington. North 62-50, and Bethany Christian 65, Hamilton 32. We're Network Indiana Sports. I'm Eddie Garrison. Eddie, thanks so much. Right off the box, off the top, one of the voices that you folks throughout the state of Indiana are very familiar with joins us on the program. I saw him earlier today, the first of his two games that he was on the microphone calling action. Greg Rakestraw joining us from the ISC Sports Network and also, of course, calling various games throughout the world of college athletics high school athletics uh greg first off good evening i will let you we will do not dealer's choice but rather recipient's choice you want to talk college you want to talk high school first well it, first of all i'm gonna not answer your question and ask you one is this the first time you have hosted indiana sports talk you know it is i believe since i came back to work full-time for this company now i have filled in a few times in the past, oftentimes I think when I was like moonlighting between jobs. So within the last couple of years, it is indeed. Well, this it's, it's cool to hear your voice on here. And since you and I had the shared experience of the Indiana Farmers Coliseum today, let's talk about IUPUI first, shall we? Okay, let's do that. And, and I want to begin with this, Greg. Um, you know, that, that facility, that was the first time, I believe this season, it's not the first time that I've watched IUPUI play at the Coliseum at the Indiana State Fairgrounds in Indianapolis. But, you know, the first thing that I thought to myself as I went there is for those that are living in central Indiana, and Greg, I say this a lot, when I was a young kid, I would go to, my dad would take me to like smaller, you know, Division three or smaller college basketball games. And I was thrilled because it was college basketball, right? I mean, to as far as I was concerned, I was seeing the Harlem Globetrotters. The opportunity for people in central Indiana to be able to go and watch a Division one program in a very intimate setting, but in a historic arena is super cool. And I loved being able to do it. Um, I also was very impressed by Robert Morris, truth be told, not just in the way they played, but also in kind of their investment from their bench all the way through and everybody collectively coming together for that team and beating IUPUI today. I noted that very fact at the end of the game that I thought that was the most active bench, and you use the word buy-in or the phrase buy-in 
but it's absolutely apropos. And that's a team that's eight and twelve. Uh, now they've won four of their last five, uh, all of them being late games. But that was noticeable from my end as well. But to your greater point about the Coliseum, you're right. It's it's hard for me to fathom. It's been ten years that now IUPUI and the Indy Fuel have played there. The Fuel are going to move out at the end of this year. They they are building their own facility. And I understand the real estate behind that in Fishers. But that is an absolute gem at the Indiana State Fairgrounds. The Horizon Lake Tournament will be there for a fifth year on March 11th and 12th. The building itself is now entering its ninth decade, which is crazy to think about as well. But it is is a great building to watch basketball in. The IUPUI Jaguars are trending in the right direction. Today wasn't their day. But hopefully you will see more and more people watching IUPUI basketball and other events in that building soon because, again, they did a tremendous job when they reimagined it a decade ago. And, Greg, when you talk about IUPUI, that is a team and a roster that, correct me if I'm wrong here, still kind of fighting their footing just because they haven't been healthy. I mean, injuries have absolutely at times prohibited them from getting any sort of consistency and feel throughout league play. Correct. You know, they, they, they've, they've kind of had to move combinations around. Quanzi Samuels, who's one of the first two guys off the bench, he is the only IUPUI player that has played in every game this year. Bryce Monroe, their point guard, has missed a game. The first time IUPUI and Robert Morris played, uh, Jalen Counter, their best player, he had 23 today. He did not play in that game. Uh, the Gerard Twins, the uh, sophomores from Mount Vernon, are both redshirting this year due to injury. Now, now, to be fair, you know, the, the IUPUI's best players have played the majority of games, but there's been a player missing seemingly here and there each game today. It was John Egbuda and Eben Comba that would have played off the bench in today's contest. It's, it's just kind of been that way for IUPUI, but make no mistake about it. Robert Morris, you know, was the better team today. And, and, and in two games against IUPUI this year, they have won both of them handily. Greg, you obviously did not get a chance, and we'll talk high school basketball. Greg Rakestraw, our guest, um, who hopefully you can stick around through the segment here, Greg, and I'm going to keep you for another couple minutes whether you like it or not. But um, (laughs) did you get a chance to watch Purdue at all or see what they were able to do against Iowa? I know the end result. I know they won. Uh, I did not get to watch much, if any, of the game. But uh, you will take a week where you get two road wins. They're like gold. So – uh, impressed by the Boilermakers, they could back it up after their demolition of Indiana on Tuesday with a road win at Iowa City this afternoon. I think the thing that Purdue has improved upon so much, Greg, from a year ago is we know how good Zach Eady is, but what we see now is that in the nights or the, the possessions where he doesn't get it going, they now have a pretty clear understanding of who is able to kind of carry that and how they distribute the ball around the outside. Uh, Greg, we'll continue the conversation. We'll talk high school with you as well, if that is cool with you. Of course. All right, Greg Gregstrow will be back with us. You are listening to Indiana Sports Talk, and you're listening to it here on a Saturday night on Network Indiana. Back here on Network Indiana, Jake Query, Eddie Garrison along as well. Greg Rakestraw joining us. Thank you to the Indiana Donor Network for always making possible Indiana Sports Talk here on a Saturday evening. Greg, let's switch a little bit to high school basketball. You are on your way home. That's not unusual on a weekend night from a high school game. So tell me what you had tonight. So Westfield and Tri-West was the game this evening. And Westfield suffered their first loss of the season last night against Brownsburg. 
after playing a rescheduled game on Wednesday against Noblesville. So last night against a a good but not great Brownsburg team was kind of a trap game. Westfield fell 62-56, their first loss of the season. They came into the week number three in the AP, the coaches pulling the Sagarin ratings. They bounced back and played like it tonight. Dispatched of Tri-West, 68-27. Tri-West is a good team. They're a good 3A team. They're now 10-4 and on the season. Uh, but Westfield scored the first 13 points. They were up 23-2 to at the end of the first quarter. They led 30-2 to at one point in the first half. And this one got to the running clock by the time we got to the end of the third quarter. It was a quick game, but it was a stellar performance by Westfield. They were led by Nick Book, who scored 21 points. And, Jake, you are used to dealing with Kiwis. Uh, Scott Dixon conversations by the dozens come immediately to mind. Nick is from New Zealand. He played at Oak Hill Academy. His sister works for the Indiana Pacers. And so Nick decided to move to Westfield to live with her and play a year of Indiana high school basketball. He has been a godsend for the Shamrocks. He partners with Trey Buchanan. You probably know Trey's dad, Chad, as in general manager of the Indiana Pacers. Trey had a more quiet night tonight. Westfield was tremendous and, simply put, Westfield is one of the best teams in Indiana high school basketball this year. And Greg, if I'm not mistaken, their student manager is the son of Ryan Carr, who is the director of scouting and player development for the Indiana Pacers. So they got it all covered in Westfield, right? It has got to that point where there's a lot of Pacers and Colts um, sons and, uh, and daughters of their personnel that attend Westfield High School at this point. Obviously, Chris Ballard's son was the starting quarterback for a year at Westfield. He now plays at the University of Kansas. Anthony Richardson's little brother is a football player at Westfield as well. But uh, regardless of who moms and dads are, the guys that Shane Sumter has playing for him are pretty talented. Uh, I I think they're getting the maximum uh, out of that team. They've got a huge game coming up in two weeks. Uh, They will take on Fishers. Fishers and Allen are thought to be the best two teams in the state. They're the two teams that are still left undefeated going into this weekend. And Fishers and Westfield will play on February the 1st for what will likely be the Hoosier Crossroads Conference Championship. Greg, tell me the team in the state right now, boys or girls, because the girls have their drawing tomorrow, I know. Uh, tell me a team that is starting to put it all together right at the right time as we head down the home stretch. One of the teams that I think is the best story, just because historically their program has not been great, is Lawrence Central uh, on the girls' side. They are 21-1. They are number two in the state. Number one, Hamilton Southeastern lost to Lawrence North of all teams on Tuesday. So LC should be the number one team in the state. Uh, they've got the Lampley sisters, um, Jayla and Lola, uh, that are both absolutely fantastic players. Their mom was an outstanding player at Purdue. Their point guard, Layla abdur Rakib is just a junior. They're all underclassmen. Lawrence Central has not won a postseason game. Not a sectional, has not won a postseason game since 2001, yet they will likely enter the postseason as the number one team in the state. That story to me is fascinating as they play in Cathedral Sectional coming up in about 10 days. Okay, so girls' drawings tomorrow, 5 o'clock, correct? That is correct, and you can hear it on many of these same radio stations. For a lot of stations, they'll have the girls' pairing show at 5 and Pacers basketball and 7.30. Not exactly an off Sunday in the state of Indiana coming up tomorrow. Now, Greg, probably impossible to do, Greg Rakestraw, in the final 30 seconds here if you were to list down the things that you've got ongoing in the next coming week. But I would imagine it's a number of different basketball-related duties, correct? 
Correct. So New Pal Lawrence North Wednesday night, IUPUI Youngstown State Friday or on Thursday night. Friday night basketball, North Central, hail to the alma mater, and Warren Central in doubleheader fashion, and then IUPUI Wright State on Sunday afternoon, and spending quality time with you and Derek Schultz on Tuesday morning. That's right. The Query and Schultz podcast from ISC, Tuesday morning tape, 7.30 release. Greg, appreciate it as always. Thank you, Jake. All right. Again, Greg Rakestraw here on Network of Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Time for a scoreboard update. Thank you, Jake. NFL playoffs divisional round going on starting today in the NFL. One game earlier today, the Baltimore Ravens and the Houston Texans. And it was an onslaught, 34-10 final score. The only touchdown for the Texans was a punt return touchdown. C.J. Stroud struggled 19 of 33, 175 passing yards. No sacks, but he was scrambling for his life the entirety of the game. Lamar Jackson put on a showing 100 yards on the ground and two rushing touchdowns. He also threw for two touchdowns. Baltimore will host a AFC championship game next week. At halftime right now in the NFC Divisional Round, it's the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. 7-6, to six, not too many fireworks in this one. Debo Samuel, questionable to return for San Francisco. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. Brock Purdy, 125 yards passing and a passing touchdown. Jordan Love has 115 yards through the air. Two field goals for Green Bay. San Francisco leads by one second half about to start. College basketball today starting in Division Two. 87-76 was the final score as the University of Indianapolis Greyhounds pick up their 12th win of the season. They are now 8-1 and in Great Lakes Valley Conference play. Now on to Division Three. Anderson and Franklin. This game was played in Anderson. They are now 13-4 and as the Eagles defeat the Grizz. 95-77. to They are 8-2 and in the HCAC. Meanwhile, Franklin is 7-3 and in conference play. And finally, Rose Holman, the Fighting Engineers, pick up a win over Bluffton. 77-66. Rose Holman, now 6-4 and in conference play. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Coming to you from Monument Circle in downtown Indianapolis. How are you on a Saturday? My name is Jake Query. Coach Bob Lovell saw him earlier today working with Greg Rakestraw and certainly happy to fill in when the coach needs some time off. He is raising some money for a great cause in Plainfield tonight. And so as a result of that, sitting in and keeping the seat warm, Eddie Garrison, the other Voice that you hear on this show, getting us caught up on everything that is going on in the world of sports, and that includes the NFL playoffs, as right now you just heard him mention, San Francisco, 7-6 leaders over the San Francisco 49ers, and then earlier tonight, uh, Eddie Garrison, I'll bring you back in to comment on this real quick. I had said on our show that we do together on Friday, Mm -hmm. that being yesterday, I guaranteed that one of the two number one seeds in the NFL playoffs was going to lose in the divisional round. I actually thought for like a quarter and a half that Houston might make me look prophetic, but in reality, now all of my chips, I guess, would be on Green Bay. Uh, But San Francisco has yet to really, and Green Bay actually has kind of missed some opportunities here to have a halftime lead. Yeah, they really have. At the end of the first half, San Francisco had the ball. I think they had a chance to score, but they played it safe knowing they get the ball to start the second half. So they missed a field goal, 48 yards. And uh, Debo Samuel has been in and out of the game. At first, he was checked for a concussion. Now he's being evaluated for a shoulder injury and uh, with the way Green Bay can defend in the secondary, I think that's a, that's a huge loss, and I think a big part of that 49er offense today with Debo because Jair Alexander can certainly contain Brandon Ayuk, which leaves Christian McCaffrey and 
George Kittle as the two primary weapons for uh, Brock Purdy. Now, just remember, Eddie, if San Francisco wins this game and my prediction does not come true, uh, then we forget I ever said it. But if for some reason Green Bay wins, then we talk about it nonstop on Monday. Fair? Yeah, yeah, it'll be like you and Charles Barkley if they both go wrong. You guarantee something and it goes the <laughs> polar opposite way. That's exactly right. Hey, college basketball last night, and you heard Eddie give the scoreboard update of some of the games that took place around the state of Indiana today at uh, the University of Indianapolis, for example. He gave that score Rose Holman as well. We may talk to Tony Donahue, had the call for Rose Holman coming up tonight. But big story last night in college basketball. We're going to talk to George Montgomery, who was there last night in Madison as Indiana continued their losing ways against Wisconsin. I don't mean that Indiana continued their losing ways, but they have a nearly quarter-century-long losing streak at Wisconsin, and that continued last night. But the story of the game was not even the score or the disparity of the score, because actually Indiana, once they got down big, made some decent run to, to get things. For a second there, it looked like midway through the second, they might claw their way back into the game. But the story continues to be the lack of discipline for Indiana, quite frankly. And look, It is not my desire, nor I think probably even to a great extent my place, to come on to a show of which I'm not the primary host and use it as a platform to blowtorch things or make insipid comments about anybody. That said, there are some troubling things happening within Indiana basketball, and I don't mean to the level of some of the programs that you see you know, elsewhere or throughout the course of the years where there can be some really gross stuff that takes place. But rather just the lack of discipline and the lack of cohesiveness with which Indiana plays. Last night, the latest, Indiana, a team that is among the leaders. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I think it may be the leader in college basketball in flagrant fouls. Last night, another example of that. C.J. Gunn, the player from Indianapolis Lawrence North High School, Midway through, I think it was about, it was early in the second half, actually, and he's standing and a Wisconsin player comes up and kind of, there definitely was some tension between the two of them. And you could absolutely make the case that it should have been a double technical when a player for Wisconsin came up and kind of very gently, like, he headbutted CJ Gunn in a very passive aggressive way. As Gunn was standing upright, the player was leaning over and kind of, nudged his head, nudging him is probably a better way of saying it, into the mid-area on the, from the side of C.J. Gunn. And C.J. Gunn kind of let it go for a second, and then the elbow comes up, and, and he, he did a quick, almost like, I hope nobody's seeing this, elbow to the jaw, and voila, technical and gone from the game, C.J. Gunn. And that led to Don Fisher the 51-year voice of the Indiana University Basketball Radio Network and Learfield Communications, the words that now have really kind of rippled throughout the state of Indiana and really the country in college basketball circles at least, when Don Fisher said, and I am paraphrasing, uh, I never thought I would say this in my 51 years behind the microphone, but I'm embarrassed for this team and not for the way, or not for the score. Now, I think a... A critical point to point out, to be fair to Don, he didn't say he was embarrassed of them. He said he was embarrassed for them. And I would agree with him. I sent a tweet or X post, whatever you want to call it, just before that, that simply said, 
Indiana basketball's team is an embarrassment. They have no heart. They have no discipline. And they have no effort. It's an embarrassment. And I stand by it. I Look, I think they probably have really good young guys on their team. They certainly have talented players. But I think the trap that Indiana has fallen into, and it is not exclusive to Indiana, I think it's common in college athletics today in the NIL era. And I get it. Players are going to go where they get money. But I think there are some players, I'm not saying all, but there are some players on the Indiana roster that Indiana to them represented simply nothing more than a place where they could get NIL money and get paid. And I'm not one of those that is like, you know, tunnel visioned enough to think that every single player playing for Indiana grew up like the famous painting of the kid dreaming of hitting the layup in Assembly Hall and since he was six years old wanted to wear the jersey for the cream and crimson and the banners and Molly the Mop Lady and all that. I mean, I I get it. Like, Indiana is a national name, and at this point in college athletics, players are going to go where they can get not only the exposure but also the name, image, and likeness money, and Indiana can offer that to them. I certainly understand it. But I also think that there are a lot of people that – feel like Indiana is a school that everybody there should be wearing the jersey because they love the name of the jersey on the front of it and they are bought in. And Indiana right now feels like a bunch of guys that are not bought in at all, but rather, instead of all going on a one-way street, they look like a Boston roadmap and everybody's going in totally different directions. And it's ugly. It's really ugly. George Montgomery was there last night. He's been at Indiana games for years, all of them, and talked to Mike Woodson after the game. We'll talk to him over the course of the evening as well. On a Saturday night, good evening to you. My name is Jake Quarry, and you are listening to Indiana Sports Talk, presented by the Indiana Donor Network. You're listening to it here on Network Indiana.